And good morning, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Well, friends, this morning and tomorrow, we are going to be listening to a message on the eternal things. And now this message is a message that I actually preached last night at church, and it is about turning temporal things into the eternal. And you remember yesterday we said that there are two things about the relationship between temporal things and eternal things that we should know. The first one is that you can never find that which is temporal in the eternal. But the second thing is that you can find that which is eternal in the temporal. Now this message is about that. How do we turn our temporal moments, the temporal mundane things of life, into eternal moments, into eternal things, into the eternal glory of God. So enjoy these messages, friends, and really, God bless you. May God teach us how to live in eternity right here in the temporal. Just, uh, if you have your Bibles, we can turn to Hebrews chapter 11. <clears throat> Hebrews 11. <clears throat> Let's just quickly pray. Thank you, Lord, for this evening, Father. We just want to ask God that you will bless our time in your word. Please just lead us in your presence, God. We ask that you fill us with your spirit, that you will Use, Lord, the words of a man, Lord, to speak eternal things, God, into our hearts. And help us, Lord, to make this moment eternal, Lord. Help us, God, to be focused on you, to really, God, sanctify this time in our hearts and to receive your words by faith, Lord. Please just bless our time, anoint every word. May your presence be here with us, God. May we... Lord, know you in this time, God. May we experience you in this moment, Lord. It's a short moment in time, Lord, but it's something, Lord, that is written up in eternity as we are gathered together in your name. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I've been um, just uh, thinking a little bit about uh, eternity this week, and we're also speaking about that um, on Grace Waves, eternity. And um, this morning we mentioned two things uh, in the message about eternity and about the temporal things, and that there is a relationship between that which is eternal and that which is temporal. And the first one is that you can always find that which is eternal within the temporal. It is possible to find the eternal things in temporal things, but it is impossible to find temporal things in eternal things. <laughs> right? <laughs> there, there goes the uh, everything for the night. He <laughs> lost. Okay, so... This morning we explained that it is not possible to find 
temporal things in eternity because they are temporal. They stay behind here on earth. They do not reach onto the second floor. They do not reach onto heaven. They are not spiritual things. They are natural things. Right? And we can make many examples, but the example we used in, is in Psalm 49 where the psalmist, the sons of Korah, they say that, you know, that man who has wealth tries to use his wealth to obtain something that is eternal. And one of the examples he uses is that he tries to redeem his brother or he tries to redeem a soul that is perished. And that is a very good example because if you, you know, have anything, if you know about church history, you know that the church went through a time where that was something that was believed, that a temporal thing like money could set a soul free. You know, there was a saying that says, uh, a, a cling in the coffer springs a soul from purgatory, something like that. There was a, something like that. Is that right? Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, the idea that, that somehow something that is physical, something that, that is temporal in this life, because that which is, with everything that can be seen is temporal. Everything. Is everything that you see will pass away. So the idea that something that stays on earth never goes to heaven can somehow have an eternal influence. <laughs> but that is not possible because it is what it is and it is temporal. It is just a natural thing that cannot change eternity. It cannot have an impact in eternity. And the second thing is that, on the other hand, is that we can find eternal things within the temporal. And that is, thank God, true. Otherwise, we would not be here today. <laughs> because we, in one sense, we are temporal. Right? This body that we have is but a temporary body. It is a tent. We are but soldiers. We are but pilgrims on the earth. We are not going to stay here. And then, therefore, in one sense, we are temporal. And what we do, this, this book that we hold, though it has eternal words, the letters written here is temporal. Right? <laughs> The things we do, church, it is temporal. But in those things, it is possible to find that which is eternal. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, how can we live a life that is in the temporal, but based upon an eternal experience? How can I live a life that is not, that is not, that is not saturated with temporal things, that is not focused on temporal things, even though I am in a world that is temporary. This mic is cutting. That is the question that we have to ask. And if we turn to Hebrews chapter 11, we find the answer to this very important question in our lives. Because even as a Christian, it's possible for us to live a life that is vain. And that is exactly what vanity means. It is that it has no eternal value. When King Solomon was writing Ecclesiastes, he was not saying that life is vain. He was saying that if you life, uh, if if you life, if you live only for that which is temporal and you only have that which is temporal, then at the end of your life it will come to nothing. Therefore, it is vain. Yes, right. It is vain. But there is something else. There is a greater thing. There is a second level that we can live in, which then gives us both. That we have our feet in, in, on the natural, in the temporal world, 
but he, we have our minds set in that which is eternal. Right? We live under the sun, if you guys remember from Bible school. We live under the sun, but yet we live under God. Right? Because you cannot escape living under the sun. Maybe if you move to on the other side of Pluto, you know, outside of the sun's range. But then there will be another star that will make... You know, anyway. Okay, so how do we do this? <clears throat> how do we turn temporal things into the eternal things? Hebrews 11, verse 1, and I want to read to verse 16. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now that already is something that can be questionable <laughs> in one sense. Because if we think about it in Second Corinthians 4, it says that that which is seen is temporal, but that which is not seen is eternal. So how can something then which is has substance, right? Substance means that it is there. You can feel it. You can. It is tangible. How can something that is tangible then be something that is eternal? And it says there that faith is that thing that changes that which is temporal into the eternal. It says in verse 2, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen was not made of the things which do appear. So by faith we have a comprehension of something that is eternal, even though all we see is temporal. Okay? Verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained the witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was sorry, translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation... He had this testimony that he pleased God. And that is a literal something temporarily changed into eternal, like in an instant. Right? God took Enoch out of his temporary body and changed him into an eternal being. <laughs> like, <psh. laughs> And how? Because he pleased God. How did he please God? Verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I love that just um, because that speaks about also about prayer. And you know that our prayers can be so temporal sometimes. That we can, and I think we spoke about this a little bit, but that we can pray a prayer that does not reach heaven. <laughs> it doesn't transcend into that which is eternal. It is a natural prayer and it is a prayer that is unanswered because it is just natural. But a prayer of faith is a prayer that transcends into the eternal. It is a prayer that, that, is, that, that puts the eternal into the temporal things in my life. And that's why Jesus also said that if we ask in faith... He shall do as we ask. By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, 
moved with fear, prepared an ark to, to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And you can see here in the scripture how that there is, there is a temporal experience, but how there is an eternal an, an, an eternal thought life, right? That the person is within the temporal, that he moved in a tent, and yet he was looking for an eternal city. <laughs> Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, sprung there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embracing them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims of the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, the temporal country, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better, a better country, that is, a heavenly. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And this is amazing if we think about our lives and just the daily things that we do. Because it's easy for us as Christians to, to label things and to say, you know, that is spiritual, that's not spiritual, you know, that's, that's unclean, that's clean, and, and, and do those kind of things. But really, in the, the issue is that the things is not so much as what we do, but how we do those things. What is, the, what is the manner in which they are done? What is the connection in which they are done? Because even things that appear spiritual to us, like coming to church, can be very much unspiritual. <laughs> it's easy to, to sit in church because it's church and not pay attention, not receive anything, and it is a temporal moment. right? You leave here and it is forgotten. You are unchanged. You are un, untouched by the word that was preached. And therefore, even this eternal word has become to you a temporal word. It is a word heard, but that does not transform the heart. 